Welcome back to Arbitrage to Equity. In this episode, we're going to go over how to properly set up your short-term rental. Welcome to Arbitrage to Equity, the show where you'll learn the exact tools, techniques, and action steps that people are using every day to build true passive income that transforms their lives and the lives of their families. I'm your host, Tom Swan. Now let's get down to details. So one of the most important parts of setting up your property is building out the right way. Uh, You need to make sure that it is built for photos. And this is what is going to separate you from your competition. So that's the most important thing. But the the biggest thing is when you set up the right way, you're going to differentiate your listing versus everyone else's. So what a lot of people make the mistake of doing is setting up the property the way that they think they would like it or that they would set it up for their home and they want to make it very homey and that's all well and good. But what you really need to do is set your property up so that it photographs well. And most people miss this point. So as you're looking through the listings that are available on Airbnb and VRBO and all your different sites, you want to make sure that your property is standing out. And by doing so, you're going to get people to click on your listing You're going to get people to be interested right out of the gate and then also get into the listing and, uh, you know, dive deeper into learning more about what you have to offer. So there's a few key factors. One is your furniture. Two is your experience. And three, most importantly, is your photos. So they all go hand in hand. And you want to make sure that you're you're building the right way, right? So the first thing is getting your furniture right. So beds and bed frames, you know, that's not a big deal. You want to make sure that you have artwork and a natural element in every property. So what I always go for is plants. Plants are huge. They bring a natural element into every listing. So whether you have them in bedrooms, in living rooms, you want them everywhere that you can and you want to fill up dead space. One thing that you'll notice when you look through all the other listings on Airbnb and VRBO is the walls have tons and tons of dead space. So you need to make sure that your photos and your listing, your property doesn't have dead space. It's got to look, you know, resort style. Like if you look at a resort, you go to a resort, think about everything in a bedroom, think about everything in that resort area or even just a hotel, right? There's very few unless it's specifically a uh you know chic uh modern hotel that you know even then they're using lines and they're using design on the walls to break up the sight line. So same thing in the house, if you go room by room, you know, you have a kitchen. Well, you have a bunch of dead space on the wall. If you don't have a decorative backsplash, use some sort of element, whether it's, uh, you know, coffee makers or whatever you have in the kitchen, put things on the counter, the toaster and stuff that you might normally stuff away in the cabinets, put it all up on the countertop for the pictures. You want to stage everything in the house for pictures. And when you're designing the property, think about it start with the pictures in mind because the pictures are what's going to sell the property. So when you're talking about the living room, I always use colored furniture. 
A lot of people go for the neutrals, the white, the gray, the black. That does not photograph well. So I always go for colors. You need bright colors, blues, uh, you know, green, blue, green, yellow. Think about the the primary colors. Green's not a primary, but uh, you know, the basic colors, blue, green, yellow, purple stands out, red, um, orange, uh, you know, but really my go-tos are blue and green and purple. And those really pop in a lot of places. So I'll use a blue couch. I'll use a different shade of blue, like a light blue uh, area rug. Now, I'm not a big fan of carpet, but you need area rugs to separate. uh, this. One, it distinguishes the area, and two, it distinguishes the coloring, and it makes the colors pop in that zone. So when the photos are taken, you want to have the colors pop off of the ground. Same thing with artwork on the walls. So you want to have artwork, uh, you know, if it's a long, wide area, you want a long, rectangular piece of art that has a lot of color to it. Um, If it is a short, square area, use a small, square picture that adequately fills out the space. You want like a 50-50 ratio, right? 50% of it is the picture, 50% of it is wall space. But that breaks up the eye in the sight line in the actual photographs that are going to go on these listings. And then in the corners, because there's dead space in the corner, that's where you throw like a bamboo tree or, you know, some sort of element that's going to make that sight line move and it draws the eye through the picture. Uh, you can also have inter, you can, you can utilize you know, artwork, I think, is very important. You can use anything from, you know, if it's necessary, like you can use a, a piece of art that has a specific picture on it, like an airplane or something like that. In bedrooms or, you know, dining areas, you might want to have some sort of natural element, like a beach landscape or, you know, something of the ocean to bring that element in so that you have land, you have the ocean, and it's inviting. And then in longer, wider spaces, you can use just plain artwork that might just be a mashup of colors and designs and stuff like that, or even use metal art. So metal art is a great differentiator that, you know, rather than just being a canvas painting or anything like that, metal art helps to break up the wall. It adds some design, it adds color, and it pops. And it, it makes it interesting to the eye as somebody's looking through your photos. So from there, and you want to do this in every room. So every area, think about it like if you were looking at a picture, a photograph of the area on a listing, what would you what would you want it to look like, right? So that's how you want to look at these. That's how you want to think about setting this up from a furniture standpoint, from an, uh, an interest standpoint. And if you're not sure, go on Airbnb and find the pictures and the listings that you find most interesting. And then, you know, ask someone else, ask a family member or, you know, a, a spouse or, you know, brother or sister or friend or anyone to go through and tell you, you know, look through listings in your area and find ones that you find the most interesting or that they find the most interesting and then compare. The other thing you can do is utilize sites like Pinterest. You can go on and find pictures of properties and then replicate them. 
you know, you can generally replicate photos fairly inexpensively when you start digging for them. When you start digging enough, you can find things that are very interesting. The other thing that you can consider is if you want to go with a themed house. You know, if you're in a resort area like Orlando or, you know, Anaheim, California, near some of these theme parks or something like that, or if you're in, you know, Green Bay, Wisconsin, you want to do a whole Packers house, you can do that. Um, but make sure that whatever you're doing, you're, you're making it so that it photographs well. Photographs are what is going to sell your property. And you want to make sure that you have a good photograph that has the length of the house. I'll go deeper into photographs. I'll do a whole episode on solely photographs. But when you're setting these properties up, that is what you want to go for. The second thing is the entertainment factor. So you want to have some sort of entertainment in the property, but you want to also factor in that pieces get lost. So I see a lot of people put a ton of board games, Monopoly, Candyland, uh, you know, Scrabble, um, you know, these fun games. And yes, they're fun. They're great. They're great to have at home because you take care of them. But you have to factor in guests coming in and out of your house constantly and the variation of guests. Inevitably, you will get guests who just don't care and are reckless with whatever you put in the house. So, Anything with the more pieces it has, the more pieces there are to lose. So personally, I go for bigger element items like air hockey and foosball and uh, shuffleboard, where there's very few pieces that can get taken off of the table, that can get lost, and they're necessary for the operation of the table. So if they get broken, that's one thing, but if they get lost... Uh, they're easily replaceable. You don't have to buy a whole new set, a whole new table. They're easy to replace. That's what I go for. I prefer not to have these, you know, board games with you know 800 pieces in them. Uh, it's just asking for pieces to get lost. It's asking for you know boxes to get destroyed, and then you have to figure out how to put them away properly. And you know, inevitably, you're going to have to just keep replacing that at 20, 30, 40 bucks a pop. And that adds up over time. So, you know, it's easy to replace a foosball ball for, you know, $2 and buy, buy a 10 pack of them and stick them in the closet. So, you know, for 20 bucks. So, you know, the one or two times a year the ball goes missing. Uh, if you can't find it, then, you know, you get a replacement, just grab it out of the closet, stick it on the table, boom, you're done. Uh, the table is going to cost a little bit more, but it is much less of a headache over time. And also, it's something that's fun that people can get into, and they will play for hours on end. You can have kids go and play this game for hours on end, not worry about them you know, losing all sorts of pieces. So that's the entertainment factor that I factor in. Personally, I'm not a big fan of cornhole when you start talking about outdoor entertainment. Uh, cornhole is one of those games that everybody is obsessed with. And what happens in my opinion and, and experience, what happens with cornhole is that people get way too obsessed with it. And if they show up and it's not readily available or there's pieces missing like bean bags or what happens is, you know, I'm in Arizona and people leave the boards outside and they bake in the sun and they warp and, you know, the boards get ruined because people get drunk and they get reckless and they destroy things. So 
the beanbags go missing, the boards get warped and damaged, uh, they leave them out in the yard and it rains. And, you know, then we have 110 degree heat and the boards just get destroyed. So personally, I tell people, you know, sorry, that's not something that we offer. You are welcome to bring your own stuff. And then if somebody brings games of their own and then leaves them for other people, they can certainly do that, you know, and, and then if somebody gets there and they're not operable, then you can say, hey, this is something, this is not something that we offered. It's something that somebody else left for you. And it can avoid that bad review. With Cornhole, when it gets destroyed, in my experience, I've had several people complain and actually leave bad reviews because Cornhole was not available. So when it comes to Cornhole, I'm not a fan from a host standpoint. I don't recommend having it there because unless it's an indoor game, if it's indoor, if you have the space for it and you can make it an indoor game, then by all means, go for it. I don't recommend it for outside. But that being said, all of this stuff, if you if you adhere to these ideas and I go more in depth into this in my course, the STR launch method, if you adhere to these and you you take a look at different listings and you make your property stand out, make it colorful, make the colors pop, put interesting setups into the house, I guarantee you'll keep your house standing out from the competition. Um, then the last element is just you need a really good photographer. When you're setting these up, you need to make sure that you have a good photographer, make sure the house is nice and clean, and then get really good pictures. And we'll do another episode on photography and why that's so important. So that being said, that's all I got to say about that. And I will see you on the next episode. Go subscribe to the podcast. If you love it, leave a review. It really helps us to boost this podcast. And other than that, leave a comment and I will see you in the next episode. All right. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. We're truly happy to pass on this wealth of information to you about what it takes to build true passive income. And I hope you got some great value from today's episode. Now, before you go, if you could do us a huge favor and go and leave a review and subscribe to the channel if you like what you heard, it helps us a great deal regarding the podcast and our rankings and all of that good jazz. If you need more resources from the show, follow me on Instagram at TomJohnSwan underscore. And until next time, I will see you on the next show. Thanks again.